You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 142 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with the Uber photographer, Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I've been well. I've been well. It's um, a very busy time in Sydney at the moment. So I've just mm. come off the back of the Sydney Writers Festival and gone straight into the Vivid Festival, which oh. is a boon for photographers. So there are yes. photographers everywhere in the city, especially at night, because the whole point of the Vivid Festival, for those people who are not familiar with it, is that the whole of the city of Sydney lights up, as in there are lights on all of the major buildings on the Harbour Bridge, amazing lights and patterns and images on the Opera House, lights on um, uh, the the major office buildings and, uh, you know, the pylons of the Harbour Bridge and everything just looks amazing in Sydney at this time of year. Now, usually it's actually freezing, well, freezing for me. Yeah. I'm cold at this time of year, but it hasn't gotten to the stage where it's super cold yet. So what you usually see is all of these photographers in very like cold weather gear, like in parkas and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but it's great at the moment because you can wander around in kind of normal clothes. And normal clothes? Just What's normal in Sydney? That's uh, shorts, T-shirt and uh, sandals? <laughs> Not quite shorts and T-shirt, but, you know, just right. a light jacket. And yeah. And just look at all of these amazing sites and all of these photographers of with such varying degrees of gear, you know, some have just got these little things, some have got the whole kit, are waiting for some of the best lights to appear. Fortunately, there are so many options um, yeah. at Viv- My God. when Vivid is on that uh, you you can't help but get a great shot. I mean, Sydney at night is beautiful anyway, but mm. Sydney during Vivid is like something from another planet. It's quite spectacular. Mm. And did you get out there, Val, and get some shots? I was out there like the first night, but that was sort of the window of the office, like just (laughs) like glanced out maybe, and yeah, there's that as well. Three meters, and what the um. There's the Harbour Bridge. Yes, yes, it's yes. I should do that more often. But yes, I was out, uh, and I'm, I have more vivid. I have quite a lot of um, activities on during vivid because, in addition to the amazing lights, there are um, a lot of fantastic and interesting sessions and talks and workshops. Um, and I went to one yesterday with the CEO of BuzzFeed, Jonah Peretti, and it was just interesting to see to hear his 
his um, story on how he started BuzzFeed and the whole philosophy oh, yeah. behind Buzz, BuzzFeed. So there's lots of talks that are like that. I'm going to a creative conference um, at the end of this week. And so it'll be great to be in the city, in amongst it, wandering around as it starts to get dark. And, uh, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous time of year. All but happening in Sydney, Val. All happening in Sydney. Yeah, place to be. I think so. Uh, so we have a snapshot, which means we're doing a mini-sode uh, this particular episode, which is, of course, what we do in between our regular programming. Sometimes we drop these mini-sodes to talk about a very specific and short, sharp topic, or we answer listener questions. Now, if you have a listener question you'd like us to answer, just email us, news at ginamilitia.com. That's news at ginamilitia.com. Or also, remember, you can join the Facebook group, and that's the listener community here at So You Want to Be a Photographer. It's free to join. Just go to Facebook and search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community and request to join, and we'll let you in. As I mentioned, it's free, and it's a great place to ask your questions to fellow photographers. And if you've got a particular question you'd like us to answer, just ping us and we will um, get to it in an upcoming episode. So one of the questions that we had asked in the Facebook group is from Karen Pinu, and Karen has said, I've had some people approach me about doing senior portraits for their sons. Now, I think North Americans will know that senior portraits actually means high school, but in Australia, a senior <laughs> portrait is somebody is a portrait of an elderly person who is yeah. a senior. <laughs> and uh, but <laughs> well, so I we got confused when I first heard that, Val. <laughs> yes. So we don't call them seniors. In, in Australia, we call them high school or if they're in their final year of high school, we call them year 12 or we call them, you know, HSC or VCE or whatever, uh, which is the Or if they just put a dent in the car, they get called something else, but that's yes. a whole other podcast, isn't it, Val? That's, that's absolutely <laughs> right. But anyway, we will call them senior portraits because actually the vast majority of our listeners uh, ask that would actually do call them senior portraits. That's high school portraits. Uh, so, Karen, Karen has continued, I have some creative live classes on posing, but otherwise I'm slightly at a loss. I can capture moments, but creating them is something else entirely. Does anyone have any links or suggestions they could give me? I do not have any OCF, so the shoot will be outside. So before you even answer that question, Gina, I would like to say, Karen, that an absolute must, an absolute must, like you had to simply have to do this, is Gina's course uh, on how to direct like a pro. And it is a fantastic course, and I'll put the link in the show notes, which, of course, you can find at um, ginamilitia.com. But uh, how to direct and, um, and pose people like a pro is uh, a fantastic course that Gina has created. And quite frankly, Gina is a master at directing and posing people. So regardless of whether you're doing senior portraits or family portraits or any kind of portraits, this in fact is ideal for senior portraits because apart from how to pose both men and women, this course also covers how to pose groups. So if you're posing a bunch of friends, it's, you know, seniors or, or a cl whole class of seniors, this is a fantastic course that is worth its weight in gold. I actually think it's one of the best courses out there. And you can find out more 
at ginamilitia.com. That's M I L I. CIA and uh, click on uh, the section called courses. And I, to be honest, I think that that is everything you need to know will be in that course. Having said that, since you asked the question, Gina will probably uh, have some tips, but we couldn't possibly cover all of the fantastic ideas that are covered in the course. So we'll just give you a little snapshot, just like this episode. A little Um, snapshot, Val, yes. Yeah, on what you might be able to do. So take it away, Gina. All right. So firstly, for the Aussie listeners, I think that this uh, genre, the senior portrait uh, genre is still untapped in Australia. And I I see it as being uh, one that's worth uh, pursuing and uh, trying to get out there and uh, make this your own. And uh, you can be a specialist at it. So I think Mm. there's there's much work to be gained in that area. Corner the market. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Uh, for the especially uh, with social media these days, these you could just make a killing. It would be so easy it. to do. And if you have uh, children who are seniors or who are, um, you know, middle school, even you could start at that level. And it, all it would involve is going out to your school, uh, picking out the key. Uh, uh, maybe the popular kids, more well-known kids, offering them photo shoots and uh, word spreads like wildfire around those things. And I think, you know, by next year you could be the, the one that they all go to, to 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 get their senior portraits. And I think I think it's actually a great idea. You know, here, here are children – Oh, and like going into young adult, it's such like great memories. What are your senior portraits like, Val? Mine suck. <laughs> I don't know that I so even bad. have any. Like, yeah. So bad. But so bad, bad hair. Like these guys are getting hair and makeup. They're styled. They look amazing. I've got like big hair, shoulder pads, big Oh, just like shocking in my mum's lounge room standing in front of the fireplace or in front of the lemon tree. That's my senior portrait experience. So luckily these days there's uh, photographers like Karen who've got the opportunity to get out there and make much nicer memories for teens. So what I would do, uh, first of all, is there you – Tap in senior portraits into Google and have a look what comes up and you'll just see the same image done by every different photographer across the state. So that gives you a really good idea of what not to do if you want to stand out in this genre because the shot of the kid walking down the long uh, path in, you know, the long dirt track with the sunset behind, it's been done a million times. If you can find a way to reinvent it and make it your own, then great. But like they're everywhere. And if you start posting that image to promote yourself or the old couch or, uh, you know, all of those cliche shots, you're just going to be one of the masses. So you want to be the photographer that comes in and is shooting something slightly different. So try and find unique locations that show the personality of the student, but also don't take them away from their hometown because that's going to be part of the great memory for them. So you want to have Mm. something that is a feature of that hometown because that's important when you're 17, 18, leaving school, you know, you want to remember that part of it. So what, what, 
what is it that you can do that you can introduce um, some of the personality of the student? Like, you know, some of the examples that I've, I've just sort of thought of, like, you know, they could be playing pool or um, in a cafe or uh, just doing something that you can actually have them uh, doing something. So I'm thinking more along the lines of an editorial shoot that you would see in a magazine. And if you can combine that with some higher end lighting, that's going to give your shoot that better, higher production value. And automatically, if you're, you know, not the only photographer that's, uh, that's shooting just daylight and hoping to get stuff. You're there, you're thinking about the shot, you're planning it, you're bringing in props, you're lighting it and your post-production is amazing. You are going to stand out. So having said that, when you're planning all of this, you want to keep it simple. You want to, um, not make it hard for yourself when you're shooting. Uh, so um, Karen says that she doesn't have any off-camera flash to work with. So uh, I would stick to working in open shade where the light is nice and clean. So or work with uh, window light is a great way to light Ooh. your subjects. If you're not sure about the style of lighting and um, getting the right exposures, please, Karen, get yourself a stand-in or a styrofoam head that works 24-7. They never ask for lunch breaks or anything. Get the styrofoam head and find the locations. Put it on a light stand and just walk around. You might get some odd looks. Get up. You've got to get over that. You're always going to get odd looks as a photographer. Take mm. that stand into all the locations and do a rehearsal of uh, the shots so you know the time of day that the lighting is going to be optimum in each location. Then you want to uh, practice uh, some of your poses. Karen, if you know how to do the pose, it's going to be really easy to show yes. your senior. That's the Very thing that's important. going to set you apart from Absolutely. all the other Absolutely. If you can pose and you can demonstrate the pose and you can um, help your senior feel more relaxed and, and yep. comfortable in that pose, you're going to have automatically people are going to look at that shot and they'll go, wow, you look amazing. You look so natural. And, and that is a key, like actually go into the spot that you want them to be and, and demonstrate them. It's something that Gina does extremely well and it's so effective. Um, so just some uh, quick tips of, of where to work. Like I love to work with walls. So giving, like especially with, for the first shot, giving someone something to lean up against, they feel supported and automatically go they're going to relax. It's a very easy pose to copy. Um, so I would I would recommend that. And then also working with chairs, uh, uh, having them sitting on steps, having them walking towards you is also a really good way to get them looking natural. I'd like to like that this is the time when they're getting a new car possibly. You might want to introduce that car into the shot, have them sitting on the car uh, and uh, all playing their favourite sport or something to do with their hobby. They might be musicians and things like that. So you could introduce that. So there's mm. a few ideas for you, Karen. Hopefully if the senior that you're working with like has a lot of hobbies and interests, that's the first thing that I'd be asking them about what they like to do. If you can get them doing something, it's going to make your life a lot easier and then think about what can you do that everyone else isn't doing. So to set you apart so your work automatically stands out. 
Absolutely. Fantastic. And of course, if you want to know more, make sure that you check out Gina's course, How to Direct and Pose Like a Pro. It's absolutely fantastic. All right. We're moving on to a question from Kate Flowers. Now, Kate is also part of the listener community and Kate has said, I recently took some photos for a friend of mine to celebrate the arrival of baby number three. It was a struggle to get the right lighting and I think my focusing suffered. None of them are posed. They were just taken as they happened I'd love to get some feedback and we've put some of the images in the show notes which you can find at ginamilitia.com and then and basically it is a series of uh, black and white photo shots in the delivery room presumably shortly sometime after the baby is born it looks cleaned up so <laughs> I think that um it's uh it's a little bit later and then the family has joined the mother and the baby there's um a shot with presumably the father and two siblings there's a shot with it looks like the grandparents there's a shot of just the baby's feet with the uh, hospital tags on it there's a shot just of the baby being cradled in in the arms a tiny little baby and the the shots are absolutely gorgeous and you know I'm just not into children really uh, but these shots are absolutely gorgeous and they are uh, so natural because the mm. family is interacting and they're like they're, they're literally seeing the baby for the first time mm. or almost the first time so it's they're, they're very curious and inquisitive and of course adoring at the, of, at the baby and it's they, they really capture um, these really candid moments in such a beautiful beautiful um, setting so we'll, the, the images are in the show notes and um, yeah some feedback Gina <laughs> Val, and this is another genre, red hot right now. The birth photo, huge, mm. huge birth birth shots. So like it's yes. it's like not just the post birth images like these ones, but the mm. actual birth is being photographed. Yes, I've many, seen, I've seen many <laughs> spectacular shots. <laughs> Don't know that I probably I doubt. I I can tell you right now, I wouldn't have done that. No, <laughs> just, me either. Gallery. <laughs> um, yeah. so, but um. They're really. I've seen some incredibly powerful images uh, taken, and um, Kate, what you've nailed in this series is you've absolutely captured the emotion, and uh, also the, I love the way that you've gone from it, like this is a beautiful documentary of. Uh, like the baby's first introduction to the family. So you see the wide shot where there's like the, the mum and dad and the, the two brothers or looking on at the new baby, then the grandparents, the detailed shots of the tags on the, on the feet of the child, the tight shot of the, but you know, grandma holding the baby for the first time, big, big brother kissing the baby, beautiful, amazing emotion. I think you've nailed it in that respect. Now, when you talk about, you did have some issues with focus and lighting. So, uh, Kate, I really think you've got something. I think it's uh, takes someone uh, special to be able to step into a, uh, a really private setting like this and it's so intimate and to be able to nail that shot and I can I can see that you love it. Uh, if you want to continue and take these uh, sorts of shots to the next level, what I would recommend firstly is I recommend that you listen to last week's 
episode, uh, crank it up about embracing high ISO because that's something uh, I want you to really think about when you're shooting. So you're shooting in a hospital room. Uh, the, 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 the light isn't, it, it's not bad. It's like, obviously they need to be able to see clearly. So it is bright light, but it can be uh, very sterile. So it's a flat, it's very similar to nightclub lighting, a hospital lighting. It's not pretty. So uh, you've got an opportunity to work with a higher ISO and you're still uh, going to be able to avoid noise. So what I would recommend is you crank up your ISO 1200 plus, get yourself uh, some fast lenses, uh, at least at least one so that you can shoot wide open and that's going to give you that dreamy um shallow depth of field and particularly when you're working like let's face it like unless you're in a a beautiful birthing suite where they play whale music as as the baby's being born into water you know have you seen those ones it's look it's very zen it's like a resort uh but is that did you just do whale music then (laughs) is that that whale music can you do that again let me hear what you So, so the child is being born, so it's not stressed, and it's born into water with that <laughs> sound of orca. Very beautiful. There's wind chimes, and it's usually a lovely, lovely sweep. But I reckon like 1% of women would be uh, fortunate enough to be able to be have their child in that environment. So most, mostly it's a hospital room. There's drips. There's all sorts of paraphernalia. It's not that pretty. So if you've got a fast lens, you can come in, um, focus on little details and throw the guff out of the, you know, the background out of focus. So that's going to make uh, the images look a lot prettier. The other thing um, is be able to work in single uh, autofocus in a way that you can select your focus point. So uh, a lot of newbies starting out in photography. Valerie, you're so like you explain the autofocus uh, select AF because you like you're wrapped with it. So like, what do you what mean? Do you explain do? it. How do, you, how do you change over? Because it's like you're like a. Um, uh, you've been spruiking this ever since I I, uh, I shared it with you. So, like, wh- what's the difference between shooting when the camera uses autofocus and when you change the focus points? Well, I think traditionally before cameras allowed you to do this, a lot of people were taught and in some cases are still taught when they use the autofocus feature and let's say that you are photographing somebody who is not in the middle of the screen, they're to the right of the screen or, I mean, uh, or, or whatever. And so many people are taught the trick where you put them in the middle of your screen, you focus on them by pressing, you know, your shutter, your, 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 the button halfway down, and then, and then you move and frame your shot mm. and, and take the photo. And that is the way, oh, so many people have learnt to focus. But uh, one of the things that Gina talks about, which is such a valuable lesson, is to make use of the function in your camera. And every camera is different. Some cameras have... um, only say four focus points, so it'll be the middle, but then four kind of like in a square or rectangle kind of diamond. Um, some will have eight focus points, some will have 16, some will have 64. I don't know mm. what the numbers are. Some will have many focus points. And you can actually 
um, uh, change it to the settings so that you can move your dial around and you can choose which focal point to pick as your point of focus. So you don't have to put the person in the middle of the screen and then move to frame the shot. You can actually frame the shot how exactly how you want it. But if the focus is on, if the person is on the top right and you want to focus on their eye or whatever, um, you then just move your dial until one of those dots, the one over the eye is lit up in red or whatever color your camera is. And the camera will focus on that particular focus. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Brilliant. So you can change your focus mode on your camera from automatic focus where the camera just decides where the action is and it'll focus there for you. But it often, as you know, equipment does, it, it can get confused and it could be focusing on like the wall or the person next to the person that you actually wanted in focus. So it's not foolproof. And I think the single AF focus specifically when you're shooting extremely shallow depth of field is the way forward. And so once you master it, it's going to change your life. It's like I can remember where I was, what I was wearing and, uh, you know, the, the, the weather, the day I first realized you could do this. It was such a huge, I'm like, you can do what? I can change the focus <laughs> point. Val, the next thing that's, uh, really useful and we'll take these uh, images to the next level is to think about uh, working with noise reduction in Lightroom because when you're working with such high ISOs in uh, the, the like hospital rooms, you possibly might get some noise. So learning how to work on noise reduction is going to be a big help. And for uh, the subscribers to the newsletter, I think coming up uh, – Maybe next month I've got a series of noise reduction filters that I'm going to name um, uh, Pixel. What, what have I called them? Pixel Botox. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, um, so that there'll be a variety that you can use that you can apply so that you can shoot extremely high ISO and you're not going to get as much noise. Uh, the next thing uh, I want you to look at, Kate, when you're doing these shots is just really think about uh, your black and white editing. Uh, I, I see like it's, it's lovely what you've done. I would really like to see a little bit more punch and a better black in the images. So um, maybe ha have a look at that. And uh, again, there's, uh, I've given away several uh, black and white uh, Lightroom presets uh, yeah. with the newsletter. So look out for those. I'll, I'll do, uh, I'll give away some more uh, shortly and I'll maybe do another tutorial in Lightroom, how to create a good black and white in Lightroom as well. So um, the thing- And of course, speaking of those presets, if you have not already signed up to Gina's newsletter, make sure you absolutely do that. And that goes to not only Kate, but to all listeners. And you can do that at ginamilitia.com. It's free to join the newsletter and I think that it is super super helpful and important apart from the great advice that Gina dispenses every fortnight this is the only place that you get regular free Lightroom presets from Gina and you actually have to subscribe to the newsletter and open the newsletter to get them uh, you won't get them anywhere else for free they're available 
to uh, the paid version is available if you want to get a, a paid version, but uh, only the newsletter subscribers get the um, get the free ones. Sorry, go on, Jan. And finally, uh, for Kate, the thing that's going to set the, these images apart from everyone else's, and as we said, the birth photography and um, the the next bit, what would you call the bit after birth? <laughs> after birth? <laughs> I don't think it's called after birth. I don't think you want to name your wedding, your business after birth photos. It doesn't really have a good ring. But uh, first, I don't know, I'm sure someone will think of something creative but if you want to stand out in this genre I would be working uh, with artificial light so adding some sort of light and I know you've got to be careful because we've got little babies in the room and you don't want to be the one that's uh, there blitzing with flash and you know it's not going to be very happy but maybe you can look at um, introducing some small uh, continuous lights in the room and just even bouncing them into corners or just having a uh, small continuous light on a softbox. There's lots of options out there these days uh, where you can just uh, have that little dook of light uh, into into the uh, room or onto the person that you're photographing and it's just really, it makes all the difference. This is what sets uh, the the great photographers out from the rest of the pack. The, the majority uh, might, because it's easier, it's less of a hassle, will just stick to shooting with daylight if you can and and then you only have so many options when you're shooting if you can really get your head around working with artificial lighting introducing this that into your shots it's only going to make them better and it really will set you apart from all the other photographers and I guess that's what everyone wants to do isn't it Val just really have their work stand out yeah Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, g- generally they are fantastic shots, though, Kate, and hopefully you have more yeah. opportunities to to take them or to take similar ones in the future. And who knows, you might create this, uh, create a new business and afterbirth. Afterbirth. <laughs> 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 Whatever. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. This brings us to the end of this week's mini-sode. We'll be back to our regular programming next week. In the meantime, Gina, where do we find you online? So you can find me at the website, GinaMilitia.com. I'm at Gina Militia on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and YouTube. Val, what about you? Where's like Yoga Beach Babe? We know. Where's the other one? <laughs> I'm not Yoga Beach Babe and it's now <laughs> autumn or fall as uh, mm. North Americans call it and soon to be winter. So there's nothing Beach Babe about it. <laughs> I'm a rope artist now, remember? Mm, I can see. I've been, you know, you're going nutso with the rope art. It's great. Yes. So I'm Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, I'm on Facebook in the podcast community. And I'm also in the fantastic gold community that Gina has. I love being in there, love seeing all of the incredible members and all of their work. Uh, and the, that is a membership program where you get regular 
regular tutorials from Gina um, each month. There's, there's, you know, it's not just monthly. I think there's a couple every month. And there's also exclusive Lightroom presets, but also live monthly masterminds where you can ask Gina anything. And a super secret private Facebook group only for people who are in the gold community. And if you want to find out more, go to GinaMilitia.com and click on join the community. But until we chat again, thanks so much for listening and we look forward to talking to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com. 